tonight on Hops and Box Office Flops. All right, Captain Cash, you're like Jenna Lewartz, always showing up where you're not wanted and refusing to go away. Hops and Box Office Flops, a place where we can celebrate the underdog films, the bombs, the disasters, the much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy. So please sit back, grab a beer, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back. This is our 224th episode of Hops and Box Office Flops. We are the internet's premier podcast for bad movies and mostly good beer. Tonight, we continue our look at aging action star flops with a movie full of old fucking action stars and also a disaster of epic aging proportions, Expendables. Note that the A is the number four. Expendables. Like terrible Fantastic Four movie. Oh, so yeah. So you they're linked somehow. So we say fan forcing, but we won't say expend the four Expend for bulls. Expend for bulls. Okay, that makes sense. We can we can just go with that. Uh, I am the leader of this raging group of mercs, the Thunderous Wizard, and along with me tonight for this epic high seas takedown are the man whose chief contribution to our mission is his leaky bladder, Bling Blake. Oh, by the way, Bling, how they hang in these days? Gravity affects us all, and 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 also I feel like like. Leaky valve pipes. That's that's not my fault. I'm just getting older. I mean, yeah, that's true. It's so you wake up in a puddle here and there. No big five. deal. You know, it's fine. Uh, we've also got the only person more fetching in tight leather than Megan Fox, Captain Cash. Would you all to know this is my very first Expendables, and I don't think I missed a beat. I feel so bad that this is the only one you've watched. I. This is it's fan. It's uh. Fast and Furious all over again for me. Because Expendables, Expendables 1 and 2 are legitimately good or fun in a bad way. Okay. And 3, not great. 4, what the fuck? I, I never bothered with 2 and 3. So I'm, I'm, a one and, oh, stop I'm, a, I'm a one and... I'm a bookender right here. So just so That's we're clear. Though, you know, saw how it started, saw how it ended. I True. forget how it started because the first one was completely forgettable. Oh my god, I will fight you to the death. You know what it's not? It's not the True Lies uh, show on CBS. I feel like that that is how you make a memorable action production. Again, you are not wrong for the world. If the Thunderous Wizard could strangle you through the computer monitor right now, you would be choking like Bart Simpson. But he can't. Yeah, well, not that you know of. I have a Mac, homeboy. Uh, so, points of order, you can find the show on Instagram, Facebook, Threads, and still Twitter, at Hops and Beal Flops. Expendifurbles uh, is available to rent across platforms for $5.99. I own it because, of course I do. I definitely acquired my copy of Expendables 4 through legal means. Everything was above board. Completely I swear. above board. Believe me, no one's going to put you on a on a uh, watch list for illegally streaming expend for bulls. 
I think. Oh, here's five bucks. Yeah. I think even Lionsgate would just like it to go away. (laughs) So let's talk beer. Tonight we're drinking Prankster, which is a Belgian style golden ale from North Coast Brewing Company. It has a golden color and carries a Captain Cash approved 7.6 ABV. Good job. Like, Like most golden ales, it has a mixed culture of antique yeast strains that produce a floral nose and full fruity flavor and clean finish. I don't know about any of that shit, but it tastes like a Belgian style golden ale. And for that reason, I will give it two bad movies uh, out of three. Also, I chose the name prankster because it rhymes with the horrific 50 cent song wankster. And that's where I'm at these days because I think that's as much thought as they put into the script for this movie, which seems like it was written by AI from 2006. You can find me in the club, bottle full of dub, my mind, get what you need if you're into... No? no. I would just like to add... I'm into having sex, I'm not into taking drugs. I think it was written by a Chinese AI that then jankily translated the Chinese directly into English because no one in this talks like a human. Are we sure this wasn't how Grok got greenlit by Elon Musk? (laughs) He wrote Expendables for. Uh, This is going to make a mint. Signing me up. Yeah. Oh, wow. This is fucking badass. Such a smart AI tool. So smart it wrote Sylvester Stallone out of his own movie. Anyways, this movie was directed by the younger brother of Rick Romanwa, Scott Waugh. His directing credits include such gems as Need for Speed and the Chinese production with Jackie Chan and John Cena, Hidden Strike, which, yes, I did recommend on this podcast. And yes, it has just as much terrible CGI as this movie. And no, I still have not watched it. Does it have something to do with, like, bowling? It might. Yeah, like they're like they cocaine through a bowling alley. Didn't strike. You're a turkey. Ten pins, ten ounces. <laughs> ten keys. Uh, so this movie stars some of our favorite Expendables: Sylvester Sly Sloan as Barney Ross, Jason the Beekeeper Statham as Christmas, Dolph He-Man Lundgren as Gunner, and Randy Captain America Kotor as Toll Road. Uh, we also Welcome some new additions to the cast, such as Tony Angbak Ja as Daisha, Eco the Raid Uwes as the Nefarious Ramat, and Andy Oceans Garcia as Marsh. And, you know, this is an ensemble movie after all. So lastly, we have the Why the Hell Did They Do This to Me entries with Megan Jennifer's Body Fox as Gina and 50 Get Rich or Die Trying Scent as Easy Day. I need to know something. Are you trying to tell me that this was the first time Andy Garcia, Megan Fox, and 50 Cent were in an Expendables movie. Yes, and here's what you've missed. Here's the people I was very sad are no longer around. Of course, Arnold said, I'm not very useful in these movies. I'm done. Goddamn Harrison Ford was in Expendables 3. He dropped a bomb and exclaimed, drummer's in the house. Was we had Kelsey Grammer. From Money Plane? You may have heard of him. Hold on. Was Harrison Ford's character's name Drummer? Oh, yeah, it was Drummer. Oh, wow. He replaced... uh... Who's Anthony? Who's Anthony? He's my drama. Sorry. 
He replaced the great Bruce Willis, who was Church in the first two Expendables. Terry Crews did not come back because apparently Sly Stallone's agent tried to molest him at a Hollywood party. And then Sly Stallone took the agent side. Oh. Yeah, not great. And Stallone himself also didn't want to come back because he knew they were planning on using a shitload of crappy CGI instead of practical effects. Because I don't know if you know this, the first two Expendables are legit like throwback action movies. Third one, less so because they made it PG-13, still works to varying degrees. And they were really hard to make. There's actually a documentary about the making of the first Expendables. A stuntman literally died making that movie. It was like it was a grind. Stallone broke his neck. It was it was tough. It was tough sledding. And when they decided they were going to go the easier route, he was like, no, I don't want to do it. He also didn't write this movie like he wrote the first three or helped write the first three. So there was a lot um, going against this. And it clearly was a cash grab. And also when you when we talk about the movie and you hear how little Stallone is in it, he clearly did not give a shit anymore. So. Would you say that the stuntman who passed away was expendable? Oh, God damn it. It was right there, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's pretty low-hanging fruit. I'm sorry. God rest him. I don't but uh, the documentary is really cool, and I'll have to look up the name of it, and I'll mention it at the end of the show. But it's definitely worth watching if you love old-school-style practical effect filmmaking and movies with Eric Roberts. I'm just still hung up that Megan Fox and 50 Cent's characters were introduced as though they had been in other films. No, it's very annoying. And by the way, Lee Christmas, Jason Statham, was married in Expendables 2 and 3. No mention of what the hell happened there. He's now just dating this clearly emotionally unhinged woman who also works with him. It, yeah, okay. Wow. Yeah, so there's a lot of issues with this movie, and I'm not just talking about the weird peephole effect they tried <laughs> with Stallone. But anyways, uh, this movie's released September 22nd of 2023. I saw it in theaters because, again, of course, it was an unmitigated disaster. It brought back the R rating, which was much needed, but it is the lowest growing and worst-reviewed film in the series. Domestically, it dropped from 103 million, the first one, to 85 million, to 39.3 million, to 16.7 million, in that order, like exactly one, two, three, four. Uh, critically, the series peaked at two with a 67%. Captain Cash, you got to watch two. It's so fucking good. The others were never close to that 67%, but four just happened to fare by far the worst with 14%, and it only grossed 37.9 million worldwide. Most of the rest got close to 200 or over yeah i mean i get why this is not good here's the comparison i was going to make later in the pod but i'll just do it now remember when they would do sequels to action movies in the 90s and most of the time the sequels didn't have the same star and were straight to dvd they were just like hey if we put this out people watch it like Speed roadhouse two. Two. this time it's on a boat yeah or kickboxer two or kickboxer three this movie feels as if it should have went straight to streaming. It's that bad. And yet, I still love it. Listen, I use very legal means to watch this film. But perhaps I got a version of it where the green screen was unfinished. Because 
No, I doubt wow, it. Wow, it's bad. No, no, that's that's yeah, on I, the full price one too. I, I own it in 4K, so I, I doubt it. The the worst part is in 4K, the green screen actually looks worse. It's real bad, dude. The end with when they're getting off the boat is like laughable. It's like the room bad. It, it looks like something I could do on my phone. It's not good. The the first assault, and I know we're gonna get into this later, so I won't I won't harp on it for too long. But that that first assault on Gaddafi's chemical compound. Yes. <laughs> it it's like Okay, I, I know that we're in a back lot in Southern California, and that's fine. I, I accept that. But like, come on. Just I would have I would have liked it better if there was just an industrial park in the background rather than that green screen. Again, I'm it, telling you, dude. It this, looks so bad. This feels like one of those mid-90s straight to DVD sequels. But anyways, so makes 37.9, cost a hundred. How? Where? Where did the money go? You, you have, your cast is full of stars. Who? Cocaine writer. What do you mean who? Who's the a star in this movie? Cocaine writer. Who is you, a star anymore besides Stallone in this movie? And Statham. Who was in B Beekeeper? Come on. Statham is not that big a star, dude. Maybe he's getting five mil. It's not like they cast Brad Pitt in this damn thing. Megan Fox is very popular still. Did he said Megan Fox is making straight to streaming movies with her husband, for fuck's sake. Yeah, so she's popular. She's going to get, <laughs> no. get a paycheck. Fiddy's no. still making good music. Randy Couture's definitely got a, a cauliflower ear yeah. uh, build. Oh my deal god, with. I can't believe they bring that joke back and it doesn't work here. It was... Let's get Tony Jaw. You got to bring him out of retirement. That guy's got to get at least a lot of money. His elbows have got to be in there's, terrible there's shape. No excuse for how much this costs. Oh By come way, on, Andy Garcia the... alone cost ten million dollars just to show up. 10 million he's an oscar winner this movie is so like star broke they had to have a fake antonio banderas i did immediately antonio would have been the cheapest i did immediately clock it was supposed to be antonio banderas's son though so i mean good casting and acting there you go and he was great in the first one in the third one because he was like this guy who pretends to be young but he's clearly old and he's the best part of the movie so most recently this was nominated for a 2024 high, seven Razzies. Those include, but obviously there's more than these, worst film, worst supporting actor and actress for Stallone and Fox, respectively, and worst director. I would wager, if I was a gambling man, it'll take home at least a couple. Yeah. But regardless, the Razzies are horseshit. Dial of Destiny was nominated for like two or three of them, so they can... Eat that Dune popcorn bucket. How mad? How mad are you going to be when Antonio Banderas gets a Razzie for Dial of Destiny, and I don't know, Megan Fox doesn't. <laughs> I, he <laughs> was acting in Dial of Destiny. I, I I've known the Razzies are horseshit for a long, long time, but I mean, uh, Ant Man got like five or six nominations, and and granted, I hated Ant Man three, but Jesus, I watch a lot of bad stuff, like a lot. I mean, I I recommended the Bricklayer what a week ago. That's well, the the Razzies is is only making fun of it's the worst of the movies that did well. You it's know what I mean? It's performative. Like, it's trying to get attention by making fun of movies that made money, etc. And so yeah, it's, it's it's TMZ's award show. Come on. True. Now, let's get to our one sentence descriptions of Expendables four. 
Captain Cash, you're new to the series. We'll just let you go first. Hey, Waybois AI, write me a script called Old Muscle Men Do a Fight. Do fighting things. They get punchy, punchy. Uh, Bling Blake. <laughs> I mean, Captain Cash kind of stole my thunder on that one, but all right, here we go. At the retirement home for old action stars, this week's drama class project is Expendables 4. Okay. Um, mine would just be, how do you know a series is expendable? When the guy who helped create it couldn't be bothered to be in it for more than 10 minutes. That's and the that's the boy, film. Boy, that was sort of an ass pull, wasn't it? He didn't even fight. He threw one guy over a bar. He, that was. I it. don't even think he hung out with anybody aside from that opening bar scene. He's in vehicles alone for the entire movie, just in like a vehicle behind and with a green screen behind him, saying stupid one-liners. You're welcome. Yeah. I'm gonna knock this out in four hours. Don't even worry about it. I need a, I need a suit rep now. I am a lot. Oh shit! Wrong movie. Ah, ah. Yeah, you do like me. Adrian. I mean, uh, uh, Christmas. Has anybody seen Arnold? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's my super big movie. Uh, so let's get to the plot. I didn't. You'll notice we do notes for the show, listener. And uh, I didn't bother to write a plot because there's no plot to this movie. This movie makes absolutely no sense. But anyways, it starts with a Stop ring. It. There's a fantastic <laughs> plot. There's a ring. That comes back. Wait, don't, There's a... don't knock the ring. The ring is consistent, so I can get behind the lucky ring. Okay, okay, so the ring was in the other ones. Yes, that's his lucky ring. Okay. Okay. Lucky ring. Tell you. I... Which also, how much does human growth hormone affect your joints that that thing fit on a dildo and his ring finger? And a skeleton. <laughs> and no, no way it fits. Well, I don't want to spoil that. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, so starts with a raid on Gaddafi, an old Gaddafi plant. Uh, they're going to get some detonators for nuclear warheads. So here's we're introduced to Ramat. He's the bad guy. Expendables got to go in. So they send in the group. It's not the group we know and love. By the way, uh, Megan Fox not here for this, even though she's apparently a very integral part of the group. They go in. A bunch of people get shot in the head and killed and this, that, and the other. But Christmas goes off mission to save Barney, who's in a plane, as as we said, he's really phoning it in here. And he doesn't want Barney to get shot down. There's some anti-aircraft missiles being fired. He destroys that. Too bad Ramat has a sniper rifle that's capable of taking down a plane. And so we assume Barney is now dead. The plane crashes. We go to his uh, sort of drinkathon uh, wake, his smoking corpse is in the cockpit. Well, wearing the ring. Of course, of course, it's wearing the ring. Don't don't spoil it all yet. Um, by the way, they got that ring back by engaging in a bar fight with a couple of ruffians. One of them they call Jumbo Shrimp because he's very short. And uh, some of my favorite jokes in the movie occur in this scene, and and we do quote them for the quiz. But uh, you'll notice a a very well-known bodybuilder is in that scene and he gets back body dropped by Stallone, which may be the most improbable thing that happens in this movie. I All I know is these two dudes shoot up a titty bar because one of them lost thumb wrestling 
And I'm like, are these the good guys? They kind of. Well, this is what they. they It's not a titty bar. It's It's a a dive bar. Biker bar. It's a bar bar. There are strippers and a stripper pole, sir. Oh, that's. I have that in my. um, He has that in his. Moving on. Moving on. Since I read Shrine in the basement. It's right Uh, next to my, my bobblehead of the stadium. But anyway, at the weird uh, Barney wake, Christmas is told he's being removed from the mission by Marsh. Because he went all, you know, he went rogue. And he is the reason the detonators have been obtained by Ramat, the terrorist played by Iko Uwe's. Those detonators are going to be used on a nuclear submarine. The plan is for them to launch nukes into Russia, igniting World War III. Now, Ramat is apparently dealing with this very secretive international terrorist named ocelot which I just, again this is the dumbest say, fucking name for a well, secret they, terrorist they like because he can't be only... the jackal so he's got to be the ocelot well they ripped it right from metal gear solid yeah which they're, is... they're like a snaky type of cat it's it's tr- they're tricky oh my god when we learn the motivation behind starting world war three and i'll save it for when we learn who ocelot is i just Listener, just drop a pin in there because it'll it's yeah. real fun. You're just straight up back. war profiteering. That's what's yeah. that's the twist. So Statham, upset, goes to try and do some digging at his ex-girlfriend uh Gina's apartment. Gina is an expendable, that's Megan Fox. They have a tussle and then a tussle, and he gives her a knife with a homing beacon in it. Now Gina and the rest of the gang go off to stop Ramat's plot aboard this vessel. And when they do, somebody tipped them off. They knew they were coming. This is the same thing that happened in Libya. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, it's the thing that happened in Libya. That that wasn't another Expendables movie. Where does it... That, where, was, that was Act 1. What do you mean? Yeah, that's Act 1. Oh, that's, okay. Was, uh, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm that's Gaddafi's uh, old weapons. Oh, okay. I, I had not realized where that was. Sorry, so they get... They get caught. They all get thrown in the slammer. But good news, Christmas knew of another former expendable, a guy named. Can we? Can we just hold, hold on. Yeah. Okay. Tony Jaws. Great. I can't wait. I, let's talk about him in a minute. But like the scene where they're all captured and they're like pointing fingers at each other, like you're the new guy. No, you're the new guy. You're, no, you're the new guy. He was and vetted. Nobody. Nobody suspects that. Like. That the, the new guy's obviously the bad guy. The guy who's never been in any movie and has no real connection to anyone. At least and the one guy is supposed to be. he's in charge for some reason. Banderas' son. So just so dumb. Go on. Tony Jaw. Tony Jaw is here. Hell yeah. Let's go. Now, Tony Jaw agrees to take. Uh, Deshaun agrees to take Christmas to the ship. But he can't fight with him because... If he kills again, who knows if he can stop, right? Because when he gets to killing, pretty hard to stop. stop. Tony Jaw just loves killing. If you've seen The Protector, you know that you better give that motherfucker back his elephant. Yeah. Or he will elbow everyone to death in the entire Met. Every speech you've ever heard about how killing eats away at you is compounded into this one poorly written AI scene about killing. 
I mean, let's be fair. Tony Jaw can't do a lot of heavy lifting in the dialogue department. So I think the simplicity of the dialogue helps get the point across. It's like Ernest Hemingway, uh, you know, once talked about uh, not using big words because the old small words do a better job of conveying meaning. And if all you can do is say big words, you're a terrible writer. Well, so I also, think that in this the case, the secret to Hemingway's writing was also that he was mostly shit faced. So it's really hard to write those big words when you've had like six whiskeys. Is is that why the notes that you send me are always so fucking terrible? Well, I he sets him up again and he knocks him down. I consider myself a modern. <laughs> I, right. I don't know what I'm more surprised at: the audacity to compare this to Hemingway. Or the fact that now I'm sitting there imagining Hemingway <laughs> typing out apocalypse back 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 a pocket back back back. Those are why the end of the world. He there was no backspace on his typewriter. He had to commit to that shit early and strong. Act three. Moving on. Praise the expendables. <laughs> uh oh, spoiler. But anyways, they get on the, the sun show. also rises. Yeah. On the expendables. Statham starts killing some fools. Uh, the other guys escape because uh, Randy Couture pees on a metal plate. I'm I'm skeptical on the science of that. That is not how any of that works in the ship, by the way. I, I'm very skeptical about that silent science. So they get out and then they all meet up and they're like, hey, this is after Statham does some pretty cool stuff. Now, I this movie's not great. I do like it because I have a very soft spot for Many of uh, the principal players here, Statham and uh, Couture and Stallone, even though Randy Couture has kind of proved himself to be kind of a boob in real life, which sucks. But anyways, and there's some decent action here on the ship, and we're going to talk about that later. But OK, so here we go. They they all get out. They're fighting the, the mercenaries. And uh, by the way, Marsh was taken out of the prisoner's cell. And the one request was for a prisoner exchange. That's what the terrorists demanded because there was one dude in captivity who knew the real identity of Ocelot. And he shows up. Guess what? But we don't know that. We don't know. Until, right? Yeah. No, we do know that. That's why they asked for him because we know Ramat probably has the kill switch. So Statham goes after him, da-da-da, kills him. And he's like, you're so stupid. I don't have the kill switch. Who does, right? Turns out it's Andy Garcia. Marsh, as soon as the prisoner shows up, shoots him in the face, shoots the army guys who deliver him. And then he's like, he, he gets really over the top here. And I can't understate how amazing it is. <laughs> Kill them. He, it, he went to Judge Dredd levels of Stallone villain in this last He minutes. He goes full oh. Kelsey Grammer from Money Plane. No, he goes full Armand, Armand Asante. Yes, he does. From Judge Dredd. That's where he goes. Take this DNA. Kill them. Yeah. So eventually, uh, all the Expendables, they kill a whole bunch of people. There's some cool Tony Josh yet. And they all are going to get off. But Statham. But not nearly cool enough. Can we talk about that for a quick we're, second? We're going to get there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's wait till we get into the lingering questions because I do ask about the action sequences and 
And yeah, there's a lot of disappointing things because if you have a movie with Tony Jaa and Iko Uwes, and I'm sure I'm not pronouncing his name correctly, but these two dudes are two of Asia's great action stars, right? You've got Ong Bak, you've got The Raid. You have to do more with them. What? Yeah, those two needed to go head to head. I know that Statham needed to be the the winner because that's what the plot requires of this film. But man, like how? Like, well, I guess we'll probably get into this a little bit later as well. But like, how cool would it have been if Tony Jaa got to have the fucking kill stroke? Right? Like, he, he does get a moment, so I don't want to. He, talk he does. He and does talk about that in in the lingering questions, but. It's it is disappointing. Maybe you know you have them lose and then Statham jumps in. But yes, they should have went at it. So eventually all the rest of the expendables escape. Toll Road's been injured. Statham stays. Christmas. And he's like, make my sacrifice count, which is sort of a corny throwback to how Barney had chosen to sacrifice himself and, and uh Christmas robbed him of that. And when all seems lost. He's got his brass knuckles. He's going to beat Marsh to death and go down with the ship. But up comes a helicopter. Somehow doesn't shoot Christmas in the face with its Gatling gun, but annihilates Marsh. And guess who it is? Barney Ross. He's a half. What? He's alive? And we get the famous line from the first Expendables. You could have killed me. Taps his head. And Barney goes, you're welcome. Wait, which was the same thing that Christmas said to Barney before yep. Barney almost died. That was the last words it's, it's that a Christmas very said. Expendables thing with those two. I love their yeah. pitter patter. I like to imagine that they're they're like, actually good. Even in this, they are very good together. Yeah, that's I think they have good. They're chemistry. like this old gay couple. Yeah, and that's how I like to. That's how I like my Expendables. They're married, good- happy. They had this nice witty repartee. That's all I need. I don't they need got a good cry. Felix and Oscar thing going on. Yeah. They're Neanderthals. I love it. I do. I, I I did very much appreciate their their banter. Which is Every why time I'm they're together, this movie is good. I'm never going to get this again. So I just got to enjoy what I get. Right now, they blow up the ship. They they sink the nuke portion because after Christmas has turned the ship around. Not that any of that really matters. Right. And. uh then we go that back. was actually cool though the way that the the the, the ship pivot was pretty yeah. cool that was actually some of the better C- cgi but the, it looked good yeah, yeah. Did it? so we looked fine it looked fine we it go, was cool it was very battle of the five armies we'll just say yeah. <laughs> look you you can't like i'm sorry you can't practical effect pivoting a cargo ship uh that okay, ship would well. torn in half Oh. oh, here I am. I'm the well, what if, what if, I'm not even in the... I, the engineer is even here, but I've got to tell you that if you did oh, that, that ship don't. would have ripped in half and sank. Don't don't get me started on Chumpsville. We'd be stuck on the goddamn pivot for the next no. 30 minutes. But they go back to the Expendables bar. We've still got that lone hand. Turns out it's Jumbo mm-hmm. Shrimp's. It's Jumbo Shrimp's hand. And then we get the boys are back in town. The boys. At least, at least they tied up that loose end because I was. I mean, they had to kill that guy. Right? Yeah, Barney shows back up, and I was like, "What the hell? Like, you got to give me something." And then they give the reveal, and you're like, "Really?" It's actually kind of 
everything I want from my trashy movie experience is like, oh yeah, fuck that guy. I'm so glad he's dead. Yeah, but we just murdered a guy for like existing. Yeah, like, we murdered like, a guy because he was kind of a dick. Hey, no, no, no. But he, he wasn't even that big of a dick. He was just being like, yo, a bet's a bet. No, like, that's why we murdered him because he no. stuck by. You made a bet. You lost the bet. So fuck you. Hard distance. And so we murdered him for it? He put the lucky ring on a dildo. That's that was probably the, I just like that was the bet. That the was the bet. Life. Niche, niche. <laughs> what was the, I mean, come on. It had to be the bet. Okay. No, it's a big no-no. Uh, so again, Captain Don't Captain, take that you action. You don't fucking want the heat, man. That's all I'm saying. Clearly it was a setup, dude. He <laughs> had to, he had to fake his death so he could open up the file to get Ocelot out, man. So he lost Slapjack to Jumbo so Shrimp this is actually to worse. put his so, ring so on the he, dildo he to somehow get Satan to come back and fight him. Like this is actually so worse. the yeah. whole the whole the whole plan pivots around like setting up and murdering an innocent hothead. For all you know, that guy could be a child molester. Barney did the world a favor. What do we know about our expendables other than they're scumbags professionally? Uh, we know that uh we know we know they that do Gunner, murder for money what's know, worse than that we know that gunner's getting catfished by some woman who likes people with long hair and he needs better glasses yeah prescription scope dude no uh, so yeah where's where does that come in where does gunner's inability to shoot straight without being drunk come into play because Here's the sad thing. I feel like that should be a real big highlight for this pod because we can't do this show unless we take a few nips off of the old sock flask. You can tell that there's a portion of the movie where he was also filming Aquaman, so he has the long hair, and there's a portion of the film where he's actually wearing a wig. Either way, it looks bad. I mean, and I love Dolph. He's a handsome man, but like... A handsome cat, dude. At this stage in his career, maybe... Keep it high and tight, buddy. Well, you know, he's also been dealing with a lot of cancer issues, so I forgive Dolph Lundgren for anything. He was like a not Mensa doing a major or Mensa member. Yeah, he's dude. A, Dolph Lundgren's a man. Genius. All right. He should be able to do better than this. Yeah. All right. Now let's just let's rate this movie before we get to our lingering question. Right. So how many beers are required to get through expendables? Four. Again, we'll go to the newbie, Captain Cash. I mean, this is like an hour and forty. It's not long. It is dumb and bad though. So five pain like it's not it's not like the worst thing I've ever watched. Whoa, five pain beers? Really? Yeah, That's I didn't tough, say six. Man. Five. Six. It's very not bad. And they're all pain. It's very bad. Oh yeah. Well, I'll give you one. Oh yeah, that guy. Beer. Dude, that's sad. I can't believe you went that harsh on. I mean, I agree. It's his first intro to the Expendables. It's the worst one to come in on. Uh, yeah, but-, but we watched some shitty action movies on this show. And and look, all right, ca- Cash. You know, this is uh this is this is an objective judging station. So you know, you do you, boo boo. But really, not one enjoyment beer. You like a lot of shitty action. Again, movies. you don't give. You- you could have one enjoyment beer out of me. Fine. But you're packing down four pain to get through this thing. Yeah, it's not great. Again, very not great. Wow. Yeah, no, I can't blame him. Because I'm going to tell you, Blink Blake, I'm two and two. 
Uh, I'm two and two. Yeah, I'm I, straight up two and two. I love Expendables one and two, three I tolerate, but it also has Harrison Ford, which is a huge plus. Uh, the PG thirteen doesn't help. It also has Wesley Snipes again, huge plus. Uh, this one is just like, hey, it's the last go around. I I can't hate it despite how bad the evidence in front of my face is. Well, look, I I didn't walk into this thing again. I saw one. I never bothered to see two and three, dude. Again, you gotta see two. I mean, I will because these are fun. I enjoyed two. This wasn't that bad. I, I again, I'm I'm two and two, uh, doing just one and just this. It's fine. We this these are the kinds of movies that like we all love. I will, the reason why we do this podcast is because we love shitty action movies. I will tell you this next week. It's gonna be a lot worse. Half past oh, is a lot worse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I'll go ahead and give you guys a little sneak peek preview. I've already watched that piece of shit, and it it effing sucks. And I I trimmed that one for the in laws that I know are are listening to this on their next cross country trip, probably in nine or ten months. That movie sucks. It's this bad. is not nearly as bad as that. <clears throat> And I still kind of like that one, uh, but I'm I'm going to and two. You do need some pain. There's some bad green screen. There's some bad CGI. We've already hit that. But come on, man, it's it's it play the hits. They're playing the hits. This is a a, a low rent out in the county wedding with a DJ that you got from the fucking not.com. It's fine. A DJ it's fine. It's two and two, baby. Math class. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I'm simply arguing that it is not an open bar wedding. Oh, oh it should be an open bar wedding. <laughs> I mean, it needs. I mean, it to needs to be. It's, the you know what beers. it is? It's it's the one where you walk in and they and they give you three of those orange tickets with numbers on them, so you get you get three drink tickets, and after that, it's cash. Fair. Very fair. Uh, so we're going to take our first break. And when we come back, we've got lingering questions about bowls. Hello, and welcome back to the 224th episode of Hops and Box Office Flaps. We're talking bowls, And we are on to our lingering questions about the movie. These are going to be pretty quick fire. Uh, number one being, should the series have just called it quits with three? And Captain Cash, since you haven't seen the first three, I can just tell you, probably should have done it. Yeah, I uh, I think they should have called it quits with two, in fact. It's one of those things where if there's a fan base and a franchise and you got a story to tell, yeah, give it a shot. If you're just doing it because you're hoping to squeeze a little bit more money out of that name, maybe don't. Maybe don't. And here's the thing. This was nine years after Expendables 3. I mean, everybody was old then. And to see yes. them go, oh, man, I'm getting so much older. I'm like, has it been like that 80? long? Well, the first one was 2010. Then it was 2012, 2014. It was like on a two-year cycle. Okay. So nine years. Whew. And that's why I was so excited about it. Because I was like, fuck, they're finally doing it again. Hell yeah. But yeah. No, I think they, I honestly would have been fine if they would have done what they should have done with three and made it R. 
and then it's like the perfect ending because the the plot of three again i mean the plot of all these movies is, is fairly stupid but the plot of three at least like had that one last thread you could tug which was oh barney's ex-partner and it's mel gibson this movie has no plot at all it's so stupid it's painfully stupid oh mel gibson's in three yeah He's his yeah. uh, Conrad Stonebanks, Barney's ex-partner. Oh shit! Also, Conrad you get to Stonebanks. So you get to bring in Wesley Snipes, who everyone's like, "Oh, you got to bring in Snipes," and you know, you you still have the older guys. But then, you know, as soon as they start bringing in younger people, which they did in three as well, and this goes to my second question: How would you fix the movie? Um, the bringing in a younger cast to a series called The Expendables that's built upon nostalgia and the the want of the audience for to see these old action stars again doesn't work there's people in three now glenn powell love him went on to be a big star i'm happy for him uh doesn't work for me in expendables three ronda rousey doesn't work for me in anything because she can't act victor ortiz boxer same deal kellen lutz what the fuck no so and then this movie you get megan fox again why like it's antithetical to the entire premise of the series and it makes me kind of mad here's my thing the expendables always on some level need to be a nostalgia property right so with yes. these you kind of burn through 80s and 90s your only options are the 2000s you know who you get nick cage you merge it with the fast and furious group Oh, I would take That's that the too. Answer. Yeah, I would. I would. That would I would, work. Vin Diesel. I would take. Um, you know, who are some other guys who who attempt? The Rock is the yeah, The Rock. One. Yeah. But can I can I pause just real quick, T Dubs? Because I don't think that the premise of the Expendables is that they're old. I mean, that's I don't percent <laughs> No, it's well, old I mean, action stars doing old action stars. Yes, stuff. it's what we get, but like, but the idea of the Expendables team is the same as the losers. Like, right? Like, we're just getting the Expendables at the end of their career. They didn't. They weren't like, hey, we all have to wait until we're sixty to start being a team, right? Like, like they but were a team all together. Team. We just show up here. Here's so, what the Expendables 2 got about but it. But they were young at some point, is all I'm saying. Yeah, but here's what the Expendables got about it. They cast uh, the lesser Hemsworth. And what do they do? They have Van Damme kill him in the first act. It's perfect. Why? Because nobody nobody gives a shit about Liam Hemsworth. I hate to fucking... All right. I'm, 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 I'm so fucked as we move on to these questions, by the way. Yeah. Nobody cares, right? Nobody cares about Liam Hemsworth. And... What we care about is seeing Jet Li do his thing one last time. Seeing Van Damme be the bad guy, and he's brilliant. Seeing other guys who are mostly stunt actors or performers in movies that aren't big get to show off how awesome they are. Like, for example, first movie, you get uh, Gary Daniels, who, very famous, more straight-to-DVD actor, very good martial artist. You also get Stone Cold Steve Austin as a bad guy in the first one. Yeah, I, I'm not Second saying movie, that, that, that we don't come here for the nostalgia of the Expendables. I'm just saying that, like, 
younger actors showing up in this franchise is does not go against the concept of this special forces. Let me ask you a question. Should, should Megan Fox have a more prominent role in a movie about kicking ass than Tony Ja? No, but she can speak English. I don't give a shit. He doesn't have to have any lines. Tony, she didn't do anything action worthy in this movie. Jet Lee, his entire like character arc in the first Expendables is pretending he has a family and that's why he needs to get paid more. And it's hilarious. Is he making it up the entire time? Yes. <laughs> and it's so funny. But that's Stallone's writing for you compared to, you know, this movie. You can say like a lot of things about Stallone. He's a good writer. And yeah. even though the, the first three Expendables are not exactly high art, they're not Rocky, whatever. They're so much better written than this. This is utter trash in the way it was written. Well, as high art as Rocky is, it didn't win because of its dialogue. <laughs> Dude, Rocky's a very well-written movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. I'm just saying, like, Rocky's dialogue is less than uh, poetic. Uh, anyways, do any of these new characters work? I'm obviously a firm no. Bling Blake, who's obsessed with Megan Fox, probably thinks so. <laughs> no, Megan, whatever. I, I don't I don't have the hate for Megan Fox that all you Transformer nerds do, but whatever. I like Fiddy. Oh, God, no. The, yeah. The only easy day was yesterday. He doesn't do, 50 Cent does nothing was, wrong in this but... movie. He doesn't do anything wrong. He's great. I don't know that I so much believe his delivery. He sucks. He sucks. At Barney's fake wake, he's like, you took away his sacrifice. That's not how the Expendables have ever worked. It's also total counter to the to the entire movie property. So wait, okay. So just... so in that in that scene, you're telling me that 50s acting was worse than Dolph's. I forgive Dolph Lundgren because he's wearing a Texas tie. I think Dolph was actually drunk when he filmed that scene. He, the, you, you don't, you never say that about. He's got a bolo tie on. He can do whatever the hell he wants. I don't care. Like, get out of here. Look, uh, is there? Do do we have a question about do any of the the new characters not work? I'd rather talk about the people that we hate that are new. Because Andy Garcia again, should not be in this movie. I well again. Now, you want to go back to action stars from the He's end. not one. Where, like, the, where the hell give is me, Give me a new action star over no, no. Where's an John, old not action star. Where's John Travolta? John Travolta should be Marsh 100%. I'll take that all day. No argument. That's actually correct. That's, that, that would be fantastic. I'm here for it. But you know what? You could give me, I don't even know who, somebody younger. You give me, you give me Gosling in that. Motherfucker's well, gonna get an actor for no. ten. Gosling Academy is God, so Gosling should be Banderas' son. <laughs> in spirit, I would sign up for that all day. <laughs> uh, all right. Now, huh. speaking of that, the expendable who never got cast but should have. I have two definitive answers for this. Expendable who never got cast but should have. I mean, if you say Seagal, I swear to God. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I, I wasn't I gonna, it. but now I kind of want to. Yeah, it's it's the face-off answer. It's Nick Cage and Travolta. I'll take that. That's a great answer because I I mentioned them both. They would both cook in this film series. Bling Blake, what do you think? 
Well, Liam Neeson should be in these at some point in time. Boom, done. He could be Marsh. He would be a good Marsh. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Liam Neeson and um. Keanu's old enough. Keanu belongs in this. We have the Matrix. Like Keanu belongs in these. The bad thing is he transcended this nonsense with John Wick. Yeah, he did. Like so yeah, he's he's not even an old action star right now. He's just an old guy who is a legit current action star. Quick, quick, um, uh, quick aside about John Wick. My brother-in-law had never seen John Wick, so we watched the first one last night. And I was like, hey, you know, feel free to start the second one. And he watched all of them in a row today. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What are you doing? Dude, yeah. I, I watched the first John Wick at an Alamo draft house with my buddies with no idea what I was walking into. It was kind of like, hey, meet us here at three o'clock kind of thing. And uh, I didn't know anything about this movie. I was in I was in grad school at the time. I was not plugged into the world at all. And uh, boy, change in life, man. They're, 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 that's what a, what an action franchise. I'm sorry. So yeah, Keanu belongs in this shit. Okay, so here are my two answers because I know these two were considered. Uh, Jackie Chan, who Stallone yep. is buddies with, and he wasn't sure about the size of the role. He was going to be uh, Jet Li's character. Now, if you could have gotten them together, because they've only been together a, a couple of times, that would really float my boat because they're two of China's greatest martial arts cinema stars ever. And I love Jackie Chan. Yeah, that's a good one. Would have loved Jackie Chan to be in this film franchise. But the the to me, the most glaring omission is Carl Weathers. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess. I would love for Carl Weathers to have been. I love Carl. He, I mean, I I can't even defend the sentence I'm about to, about to utter right now based on the actual casts of all these movies. So just pile it on. I don't think he's good enough of an actor. Oh, stop it. Are you kidding me? He's just, I don't know. Uh, give me, man. give me Kurt Russell over Carl Weathers. Well, any I would day. take him too. Yeah. Yeah, I would love Kurt Russell being here, but Carl Weathers to have Carl Weathers reunite with Stallone. I love him. I love and, him so much. And Arnold. Yep. You could have killed me right there. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. It's he'd be good. I'm just thinking about his Mandalorian appearances. Like I'm always happy to see him, but I'm like, dude, don't you dare make fun of. He me. is stretching his abilities, and it's the fucking Mandalorian. Like it's not There's, even a hard role. It's better than Gina Carano. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. That is an extremely low bar, sir. I didn't say it had to be a high bar. <laughs> it's the expendables, after all. That is fair. I mean, we got, you know, all right, now, Megan Fox. Last question before we get to our quiz is, uh, if any of the action worked for you, what was your favorite part? I'm going to kick us off, because some of the action I do enjoy here, which is why I enjoy the movie. Now, I'm going to separate the boat fight into two different scenarios you've got pre the expendables reuniting which is essentially just statham and tony ja which is a close second you've got post them reuniting and that's you also get the the motorcycle chase with statham and a bunch of other cool shit but i've got to go post because that's when tony ja knees the dude and he falls down the shaft (laughs) and dies explodes Yeah. yeah And this movie, 
His head we, explodes with the CGI not, explosion. Yeah, God, that was bad. The blood, had, the blood was bad. Had we not seen a lot of other things that have come out, some of the action here would be really, really cool. Uh, but John Wick exists, and and for that reason, it's like oh, whatever. But I love the post reuniting scene where they all get together and they're all basically expendabling as a unit. Yeah. Everybody's doing their skills and it's yeah. and it's dope. It it and is you get really the, good. You get the fight with with Ramat, which actually is pretty pretty awesome. With him, the, it's the the Statham and Ramat fight is really good. Yeah. Uh, the 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 knives and the I don't know what you call the police batons Tonfos. that are sharp. Yeah. What'd you yeah. call it? Tonfos. Pointy Tonfos. Yeah. Is is that is that what we call it when it's a police baton too, or does it have to be? Pokey no, it has to be, be like that. it has to be what he's using. Yeah, that was cool though. That that was a cool fight. The the the, the two knives and the tonfas was was dope. I I liked that. Uh, Captain Cash, what do you think? I can't really pick anything else other than the parts that Tony Jaws involved with. He's he's so awesome, dude. It's it's mostly his show in terms of interesting action here because what? all of the first opening scene. The green screen is so bad. It's bad. Now, they oh are yeah, that, that some, first shot is. It, they, they are you, doing that some actual win. driving, which kind of works, right? Like, but yes, the driving works. Does not work at all. The background's terrible. Yeah, it does. It just does not work. So, I, mean, I think I was disappointed I that, that I wanted Tony Jaw to do more Tony Jaw shit, though. Like. He obviously cut some people up with the knives, whatever he's got, the Kakuri knife or whatever. Yeah, like he's yeah. he's doing some damage there, but like I wanted a lot more elbows and knees out of Tony Jaw. Of course, dude. Uh, I, I have know. to assume that like his back just hurts. I had to go uh, watch Ong Bak again to get dude, my so Tony Jaw fix. It, have you I, I don't it's not even my recommendation, so I'm just gonna say it now. Have you guys seen the protector? Like, give me a break. Have I seen the protector? Did is you it, watch protect? You watch protector too? Yes. Is okay. it an Asian martial arts film that came out last week? It's it's so like Ong Bak is amazing, but for me, like when it comes up, if you want to like, what's Tony Jaa doing? The protector is is my jam, man. I don't know, man. There's a drunken drunken boxing scene in Ong Bak too that is like, and Ong Bak too is not particularly good, but the drunken boxing scene is incredible. He he's phenomenal. So anyway, I wanted more Tony Jaw. Like Tony Jaw was great. I was so happy to see him, but I almost like, man, like you you must be hurting because we're not getting a lot of the classic Tony Jaw jumpy well, jumpy. It's a, it's a director issue too. Like there's a lot of like issues with this film that I don't think we can account to the stars and whatever else. Because you know you watch. Um, you know, Expendables 2 has way better action than this. Just way better. And then at the end, when it's Stallone versus uh, Van Damme, not so much, but like, did, the gunplay is way better than this. Did, did the Statham machine gun bike work for you guys? No. I, no. It looked it looked too fake. Uh, the, whatever, I didn't like it. Whatever plane they shoot, which is apparently like a giant cardboard plane, Oh yeah, why was that there? I don't know. Like why yeah, why was there a weird like mini flight deck with So like how did they not dummy kill- planes? That was very confusing. You're shooting in a hallway. <laughs> like how? 
How do you miss in a hallway? There was a lot of like, let's shoot things down so we can jump over them in vehicles. That happened multiple times. And is that a is that a hallmark of the Expendables no, franchise? Because like it's two and those were dumb. Not a dumb dirt bikey stuff. Yeah. So that part didn't work for me at all. But Statham, like yeah. working the the boat, the the, the pre uh, reunion stuff, I really enjoyed. I I liked yeah, watching yeah. Statham like solo the boat. It felt like you were doing you know a, a video game uh, uh, level. I agree. We're gonna get away from most of this underwhelming action. We're gonna take our second break, and when we come back, we've got the Lucky Ring trivia challenge. Hello and welcome back to the 224th episode of Hops and Box Office Flops. We're talking Expendables, and we've got the Lucky Ring Trivia Challenge. Tonight, gentlemen, we have the standard five-question multiple-choice format quiz, and you will be playing for Jumbo's Mummified Arm. Let's go! Yeah, that's pricey. We're not going to get the ring. We're going to get the hand but it was hastily jammed on. Yeah, you can't have the ring. The you can't have the ring. Barney still lives. I but. want that hand in the back of my Zoom calls for the rest of my yeah. professional career. If you say talk to me, it'll let you talk to ghosts. The rest of your professional career will be very short if you have that in the back of your Zoom calls. That'll work out. I think that's the least of his worries. What do you know? <laughs> so our chime-ins tonight are, you lost to Santa's helper? Or... I got this, Thumbo, or looks like a sick cat, or any of the pod standards. And I'll do it in the Jason state. Number I am one. the transporter. <laughs> number, number one. Don't look in the bag. Don't ask questions. According to Stallone, this actor was his first choice to play the villain when plans for a fourth film were initially announced. Is it A, Clint Eastwood? Is it B, Bruce Willis? Who, yes, had appeared in the series prior as Church, but you never know. C, Jack Nicholson, or D, Dwayne The Rock Johnson? I'm going to shoot. Oh, that's Bling Blake. I'm going to go with Clint. It was not Clint Eastwood. God damn. Oh, see, I, I was between Clint and... Uh, Jackie? Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Because... Rock is too early, and I don't feel like they do that to Bruce Willis. So, Nicholson. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I was with you. I had the 50-50 on that one, too, buddy. By the way, how absurd is it for Stallone to think that he'd come out of retirement <laughs> to do this movie? Oh, come on, Jack. You did it for Marty. You should do it for me. Hey, you, I was in that movie Rhinestone. I heard you like you, you remember when you when you did the departed, you should you should do Expendables 4. We're calling it Expendables. <laughs> I'm very curious about Bling Blake's accent there, but we'll just move on. <laughs> so it's, it's one- um it's a combination of Stallone, White Claw, and Legal Ohio Weed. Oh, okay. Well, Number two, it's one nothing Captain Cash. Eddie Hall, this is the bodybuilder, who Stallone throws into the bar during their fist fight, is one of the world's strongest men. 
He set a world record in the deadlift by lifting this much weight. Is it A, 1,052 pounds? Is it B, 1,102 pounds? Is it C, 1,152 pounds? Or is it D, 1,202 pounds? Looks like a sick cat. Bling Blake. C. Incorrect. Go big A, go home. Give me D. Incorrect. It is 1,102 pounds. What was that? A or B? B. Oh, sneaky. All right. It is one to nothing, Captain Cash. We're on to number three. Expend for Bulls was the 81st highest grossing movie of 2023. The 81st highest grossing movie? So what's the 80th highest grossing movie? No, no, no. no. Fucking scumbag. (laughs) No, no, no. Which of these films did it actually outgross? Jesus Christ. Okay, so what's the 84th? I hate you so much. Is it A, 80 for Brady? Is it B, Book Club, the next chapter? What? Is it C, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3? Hate you. Is that even a thing? Yes, it is. Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken. Fuck my mother. A. That's incorrect. It's not 80 for Brady, which yes. I've also seen. Surprise, surprise. Captain Cash. What was the thing where the child turns into a Kraken? Ruby it's not Gilman, that one. It's Kraken. not that. That one did really well on that. Well, I don't know. It's grossing, so it's a yeah. Netflix movie. It might Maybe that's the one. That's a, it's a fucking trick question. He's a scumbag. It's probably fucking that one. I mean, <laughs> your in laws. Based, based on that diatribe, I assume it is not that one. Then, what am I, What are the other two? It, the other two are book club, the new chapter, or my big fat Greek wedding three. Book club, the new chapter, because I, I I hate correct. Ah, all right. So here, you yeah, go. of course he's correct. Of course he's correct. This is you could have waited. I'd have at least eliminated one for you. I want. So, I'm, so here are the options. Uh, 80 for Brady made 40.36 million. Book Club, the new chapter, made 29.01 million. My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 made 38.83 million. And Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken, made 45.52 million. Two to nothing, Captain Cash were on to number four. The Expendables is not the only Stallone film to feature 50 Cent. He is also in the Escape Plan series. Which of these is not a title for those films? Is it A, Escape Plan? Is it B, Escape Plan 2, colon, Hades? Is it C, Escape Plan, colon, The Extractors? Or is it D, Escape Plan, colon, Never Look Back? I don't know what these are at all. So, uh, I've seen all all the real ones. Yeah. Uh, C? Incorrect. Escape yeah. Plan The Extractors is a movie. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it should be, though, right? No. All right, so Bling Blake, your choices are A, Escape Plan, B, Escape Plan, colon, Hades, or D, Escape Plan, colon, Never Look Back. So th- so it's the question is, which one is he not in? No, Escape which one are real? The new batch. Yeah, which is this not a title for one of these Escape Plan films? Well, Escape Plan is obviously a movie. 
The first one is just Escape Plan, the movie. I don't know. Is it? And my and my other yeah, two are what? on Blu-ray or and my other two are what? Escape Plan colon Hades or Escape Plan colon Never Look Back. I'm gonna shoot. Okay. Hades. Oh, dude, come on. God damn it. Never look back. That was obvious. Was it? Was it? <laughs> well, I've lost. Title. I've lost now. So no. Hades. They're all yeah. stupid. You haven't you haven't lost. You can still tie. Because it's a bonus question. Yeah. Which of the famous wrestlers turned actors co-stars in the two escape plan sequels? We talked about these famous wrestlers turned actors last week. That being John Cena, Dave Batista. <laughs> not Bill, he's not. I super- mean, he was in Santa's sleigh. He was, yeah. Who was he? <laughs> oh, The Rock. The Rock. The Rock. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, who? Yeah. So, which one of them are in two Escape Plan sequels? Awesome Tots. Oh, if you lose this bling bling, it's gonna be Cena. A- oh, incorrect. Oh. Oh my God! If you get this wrong, you're an idiot. <laughs> Wait, two, es- two escape way movies. Couple of yeah. dummies. Yeah. Former wrestler. I just gave you the options. <laughs> like, come what, were th- what were they again? We talked about them last week. Cena, Batista, or The Rock. So it's Batista. Yeah, dipshit. It's Batista. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet God. he was great in them. That hey, might be the most sad answer of all. <laughs> Got it at least. All right, two to one. So you have a chance to tie, and I guess you can uh, split the arm down the middle or something. Nah, we're gonna do 50 50. Uh, six months here, six months there. Yeah, yeah. You, you I'll, I'll give it to you during my uh, my hot zoom season so I can kind of keep my job longer. Yeah, true. That's go. a good idea. It's good, smart play. Uh, number five, speaking of wrestlers, this professional wrestler claimed. In a 2015 interview, that he was in talks with Stallone to appear as the film's villain, the Expendable Four villain, which that's how long this took to make. Is it A, John the Doctor of Thugonomics, Cena? Is it B, Hollywood Hulk Hogan? Is it C, Adam Edge Copeland? Or is it D, the aforementioned Dave Beast Raban Batista? I'm going to shoot. Bling Blake. Hulk Hogan. That's correct. Ah, uh, so that's what I was going to guess. He's so full of shit. It's a hundred percent a lie because yeah. that's all Hogan does. It's a lie, but but he was with asshole. he was with Stallone in uh, Rocky three. Yeah, three. <laughs> Jesus. Uh so Ty, I guess you'll split the hand. Damn right we will. Yeah, it's good. That that hand's good for life. It's been it's been taken care of by the proper people. <laughs> It's good for life. Certainly someone's and yeah, not won't, yours. Won't rot. Uh, so we're on to recommendations. Blink Blake, what do you have on tap for us this week? Besides uh, being nicer to me during the quiz. Because I have feelings too. I will never recommend that anyone be nicer to you ever. You deserve it. I recommend that you get on board with the amazing... CBS action drama True Lies. Watch that as soon as you can. How can you get on board with something that's not on the tracks? 
I'm sure it's on demand somewhere. Or I, you know what? I, I actually used my old uh, VCR to tape it all in VHS so I can dub you some copies if you would like it. I'll mail them to your house. Send me a uh, self-addressed stamped envelope uh, to at bling Blake at uh, scam.com. Definitely uh, not a scam. Definitely I've been, a real thing. Been, this is a real thing. I've been pretty busy this week. I also made the mistake of using some of my free time to watch next week's terrible movie, uh, which I'm not going to recommend that you do. But very recently, uh, I was having a an insomnia night and I watched a Jason Statham movie online uh, or one of the streaming services, and that was called Wrath of Man. Online. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it. I watched it on the online. I don't know if you can stream it for free right now. I know it's on. I think you can. I think it's free. Is that it's got to be somewhere? Movies. It's yeah. one of them. Well, internet. I I bit streamed it. I did a bit torrent. Yeah. So anyway, I caught I caught Wrath of Man. Uh, it's a classic Jason Statham. You know, avenged person, kill everybody, action movie. If you like things like The Expendables, if you like The Transporter, if you like the Jason Statham action movies, you're going to like this. I'm not going to tell you that it's an amazing movie because it's not, but it's a it's a good old bang bang shoot 'em up and it'll definitely. But it's a Guy Ritchie movie. It's Guy Ritchie. It's a good time. Than, than yeah. a lot more style than this. I I liked it. I really liked it. Um, so worth uh ninety to whatever it is, 110 minutes. Just check it out. It's a good one. Wrath of Man. All right. Captain Cash, what do you got for us? I don't know if you guys know this movie that came out uh, like 20 years ago. It's called Lord of the Rings. Man, it's good. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know my, if you... My wife and I have been re-watching it. And... Are you... Oh, are you, my God. This still is so good. Are you making fun of me right now, or is this your legit recommendation? No, this is my legit, legit recommendation. Legit. <laughs> All right. Well, listen here, dummy. I think on is it on is it on Max right now? You can get all the extended yes you can. Uh, versions. Yeah, I I we have also been watching these at bedtime uh, in my house, and I will say the extended versions are dope. I mean, you're gonna watch well, definitely two and a half hour movies. Yeah, they're they're fun. The extended version. <laughs> well, you know, I get, I always have a are the Hobbit movies on there because those are super, we don't the less that about the Hobbit Hey, Martin Freeman is a wonderful, wonderful we all actor. Except that Martin Freeman does a great job as Bilbo. That's not mm-hmm. the problem with those movies. Okay, just put it all out. right. So, Lord of the Rings, I agree, they're incredible movies. And if they you've are. never seen them for some reason, get out from under your <laughs> fucking <laughs> rock. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm even saying if it's been like you know a year or two since you watched them, yeah, pop one in. So I'm literally doing it right now. I, I cannot give you shit about this recommendation. I'm doing what you're saying as we speak. It's so nice. he's right. He's right. So my recommendation, um, I, I binged the entire uh, season five of Fargo in which John Hamm plays a religious fundamentalist sheriff who is dead set on reclaiming uh, the wife that fled him. As always, it's sharply written. It's at times brutally violent and it is superbly acted. It's awesome. And I had sort of lost track of Fargo, the series after season two, I missed out on season three with the dual Hugh and Ewan McGregor. So I've went back to that, but season five was very good. 
I also watched this German action film on Netflix called 60 Minutes, in which a, an MMA fighter has 60 minutes to get home to his daughter. It's her birthday. He's made promises. And if he doesn't get there, his ex-wife will apply for sole custody. There's only one problem. A bunch of asshole gangsters have bet a lot of money on him to win this fight that he flees to go uh, make nice with his family. And now the goons are after him. I'm a, I am I love action movies. You People are going to fight. I'll watch it. it. It's good. It's a good, very, it's a very crisp 90 minute movie. It's on Netflix, so it's free. Check it out. Remember, you can find the show on Facebook threads, Twitter, and Instagram at Hops and Beal Flops. You can find myself, sadly, still on Twitter at Writer TLK. Captain Cash is on most other social media at C A P T C A S H. And Jumpzilla, who's floundering amongst the uh, bottom of the ocean with Andy Garcia, can be found on Twitter at Chumpzilla8. McCheese, still dead, so forget about it. Uh, but Blink Blake, not dead, can be found at HBOF Blink Blake on threads or at Blink Blake on Twitter. It was if you the enjoy hamburger the... on the grassy knoll that took it down. <laughs> it, was, it was one of the McFry kids. Uh, if you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to like, share, and subscribe. And connect with us on social media to share ideas for future episodes. In the end, listeners, remember one thing. Just take some Xanax and pretend you're happy with your life. That's probably Barney Ross's greatest advice to Lee Christmas. Uh, we'll see you next week for the final entry in our aging action star flop series, Half Past Dead. And again, I said this last week and then we we flipped the script. I'm super excited to make fun of Steven Seagal because he's a sack of shit. Just 90 minutes of Seagal bashing. You're welcome, buddy. And maybe person. some maybe some Ja Rule bashing. He was part of that uh, fire fest stuff. So. That's right, he was. <laughs>